Ciao ragazzi and welcome to season six of Serie A Sit Down, yeah. World Football Index's podcast where you can get your calcio to go. I'm Frank Crivello. He's Richard Carmen. Ciao, Richard. Ciao, Frank, with some spotted cow all the way from Wisconsin, courtesy of you. Thank you. It made it to you. Good, did, good. It and it's and it's and it's as every every bit is advertised, right? It is. It's very good. Thank you. We've I got appreciate role it. reversal here. You're drinking the beer and I'm drinking the water this time. So, what does this world come to? What does this world come to? Yeah, it's all it's all upside down, isn't it? So this is what happens when we meet in person. It just we mess up. Things change. Yeah, I'm a bad influence on you because now you're you drinking are. beer on the podcast. You are. So, um, we welcome to preview Della Madonina again, season six. This is episode number one ninety six. Uh, we've tolerated each other this long. You guys have listened to us this long. You continue to listen to us. We might as well keep it up. Uh, we might as well continue to provide you content. We know our wives don't listen to us, uh, so <laughs> we might as well be able to listen to each other. Uh, so. Um, we have you covered, uh, you know, top to bottom. Uh, we'll give you some uh, predictions. We'll give you some commentary. And to do this, we got some help. Um, we always like uh, having our previews involving folks from another uh, Italian football podcast that we have a lot of respect for. Uh, let's bring in our guest, uh, a football journalist, uh, runs Sempre Intercom, at Sempre Intercom. Uh, he is one third of the Italian football podcast. We might have another third of that Italian football podcast join us at some point. We will see. Uh, has done exclusives for Football Italia, Serie A, FFC, and in the past has uh, written for De Marzio and Goal, among others. He is earning his fourth cap uh, with us on Serie A Sit Down, and it has been way too long between caps, but we yeah. say welcome and we say ciao to Nima Tavali. Hi, guys. Good to be with you. Yeah, I guess it's... Yeah. Uh, Poker, I guess you can call that. <laughs> there you go. There it's you go. Yeah. Lingo, yeah. Yep. It's, yep. it's the poker episode. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Okay. So um, so welcome back, Nima. Uh, just kind of a little bit of background, how things are going at Italian Football Podcast. We'll give you this time right now to just go ahead and, 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 uh, and plug your show for our listeners. Well, thank you very much. Um, no, I mean, we, we, do, uh, we do a minimum of two episodes every week. Uh, one review show, obviously, during the season uh, and, and during the Euros. We do like a review show on the Monday, and then we do an interview show usually on the Thursdays. But for the past couple of weeks, given that it's been the off-season, we've done more like uh, Mercato Focus episodes on different clubs. And depending on the talking point, like uh, we did one uh, with Diego Fornaro for Torino. Mm -hmm. We did uh, we had Gianluigi Longari for Sport Italia to do an overall. We had Nicolo Schira on, yeah. uh, etc. And then we had obviously because of the deals between Chelsea and Inter, we had Naz uh, Naz Kinsella on from Goal. We you know so so yeah we we try to you know we mix it around. I mean during the Euros we we were we were we had a great Euros. We had former Swiss international Ramon Vega, Alex Manninger. We had Joe Calzaghi on. So yeah we try to. We try, to, we try to mix it up. I mean, it's one of the good things that we like doing um, with the interview things is, is, you know, mainly people who are connected to Calcio somehow, but also it's fun to bring people like Poli Marinaggi and Joe Calzaghi on who are boxers, world-class boxers, but mm -hmm. who are big, big, big Calcio fans. I mean, we had Aldo Zilli, who's a famous chef in the UK. Um, he's a massive Calcio fan. So it's always nice to bring people on to talk 
maybe something, you know, talk culture with them. They, they appreciate that. And so do we. Awesome. Awesome, awesome stuff. stuff. Um, let's, uh, let's just jump right into this preview because, uh, you know, last season, you know, certainly was one of the more, one of the more competitive, one of the more compelling, uh, you know, seasons in Syria that, uh, that we can remember at least for as, you know, for as long as Richard and I have been doing this podcast, but certainly even longer, um, your inter, uh, ultimately ran away with the Scudetto breaking Juventus's nine season streak. Uh, so I want to start at the top, uh, with inter the defending champions, um, you know, Gone is Antonio Conte. Uh, Ashraf Hakimi gets sold to PSG. Romelu Lukaku now is a Chelsea player. Um, you know, Milan had to endure this some thir- 12, 13 years ago when three key players or three key figureheads uh, leave, when it was Ancelotti, when it was Kaká, and when it was Maldini retiring. And you have to expect some sort of transition period. Now, I'm looking at it from my perspective, and I'm not looking at this and saying enter or screwed. I think that they've regrouped nicely here with some of the additions. Would you rather have Lukaku and Hakimi and Conte? Absolutely. But Simone Inzaghi has proven to be a very good technician at this level. Uh, you bring in Aiden Jekyll, who is maybe not as dynamic at this stage of his career as Romelu Lukaku, but he's a veteran goal scorer. And Denzel Dumfries is a player I wanted in Milan a couple of seasons ago. So this might not have turned out to be so bad for Inter, but you are an Inter man, so give us your perspective. Well, I mean, it's it's what we saw under Antonio Conte last season, from February onwards, when everything clicked and he was able to get Eriksen and Perisic into that. Um, you know, by lowering the defensive line, you know, he got them into the three-five-two, and he was able to the you know his culture verticale from defending in three-five-two to attacking to a, attacking in a four-two-four. With Lukaku, Lautaro, Hakimi, Perisic overloading, you know, overloading teams. That was um that was fantastic football. That was that was masterclass. That was the Antonio Conte's masterpiece. And that that was something that was football the football interplayed was a football that with a few more additions like Rodrigo de Paul, um, maybe called Philip Kostic from Eintracht Frankfurt, that's a team that played in a way that could have competed to win the Champions League. But it's Inter. Uh, even, <laughs> even when Inter win the Scudetto, they have to create chaos, uh, and they did uh, because you know when with the way that uh, Conte left Inter, it wasn't just about Hakimi being sold. I mean, I was I didn't believe a word they said when they said that they were only going to sell one big player because the maths didn't add up, mm. um, and maths maths is maths. They said they wanted to end the season plus eighty net net million 80 plus 80 net transfer million lower wages by 20 percent there's no way that you could do that just with uh with uh <laughs> with hakimi and also they you know th- i guess they they were trying to avoid it by 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 trying to cash in on lazaro jean mario Nangolan. well in this market only the super rich have money the middle clubs nothing so that was always a pipe dream didn't work out uh, jean mario they could have cashed in on but the chaos that ensued there. Um, so they had no choice, and they got the maximum out of Lukaku. Um, and now it's about well, you say Edin Dzeko, okay? Well, Edin Dzeko works in the Serie A, sure. Um, I think he'll give you 10, 15 goals. I think, but he can't be your starter. Okay. There's just no way he can be. He can't be the guy that you build around at thirty-five. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, Lautaro Martinez will have to be the guy. They have to extend his contract. I mean, they have he has Inter over the barrel now. They have mm. to give him whatever he wants because mm. he's got only got two years left on his contract. Brozovic as well. They got either. They have to decide that. You know, are we done with this guy? Uh, and we let we run out the contract, or do we extend it? And he continues another three years, which I think he has in him, and he ends his career at Inter at a top level. Um, I think that that'll happen in the end. I think Brozovic is very happy at Inter. I think Inter are happy with him. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's it's the usual craziness and madness and shit show. It's it's Inter. It's it's it, it's never boring. You can say that. Uh, you win the Scudetto, and it's basically fire and brimstone coming from from everywhere and, and around the mm-hmm. club. And it's only Inter can do this. Only Inter can end a ten years, uh, eleven years Scudetto drought and ten year trophy drought, and put their fans through the ringer uh, in this way. Um, I understand. I mean, there's a lot of things you can say about Suning. They should have sold in February. Mm. There was an offer by BC Partners. They didn't because they were lured by the 300 million from the European Super League, which was, I mean, if you talk about chasing waterfalls, um, that was a for waterfall. Even if, I mean, even I mean, even in the best case scenario, if somebody in this pandemic, you know. It, comes and offers you seven eight hundred million to sell you take it you take it and you run especially given that you've sold you've invested 700 million into the entire project between buying the club for 200 million and the remaining part and they 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 screwed up it's as simple as that they effed up Suning effed up Suning's biggest mistake was not selling in february they could have even structured the deal so that they could have finished the season and then formally left handed over to bc partners if that's what they wanted to do you know that, that 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 would that was i'm sure that would have been a possibility because obviously they they felt that you know they wanted to drive this all the way into the into the finish line that that would have been fine but instead they put all their eggs they, they all they all they all they, they decided to go after the golden goose which was uh, the european super league and just like the fairy tale when you chase golden geese things don't end well and they ended up having to buy take a horrible loan for 300 million euros from oak tree and use their ownership of the club as as collateral now this puts them in an even worse position because aside from this two three hundred million debt that the club already has now they got to pay these people 300 million over three years 11 and 11 percent interest 10 10 to 12 10 to 13 percent um interest which is insane on 300 million euros so it's they're gonna leave i mean today finally i mean it was quite obvious that they were just basically it was it was you know this loan was putting a snoopy band-aid on a gunshot wound mm-hmm. and that doesn't work that only that only delays the inevitable and the inevitable is that sooning will have to sell the club and the better that the sooner that happens the better it is for Inter. um and i think that what's going on is what they're doing basically with with selling off the biggest assets is to kind of you know fix the finances so that you know because this is how you know this is how economists look they don't care about potential revenue they look at expenditure money in that's what they evaluate when they when they do they don't give a crap about anything else we can disagree with that but that's just how the world works mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing they're cleaning up so that the 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 numbers look good so they can maximize the the how much money they get when they finally sell the club i hope to god that and i'm not even religious um (laughs) i hope that the sooner someone comes in they buy the club they they're able to get rid of oak tree completely um 
And once that's out, uh, pay the pay back that loan over over the three years, as soon as possible, and then proceed to uh, to build the new stadium, which is the most important thing that Milan and Inter can do. That's all the focus. They, Inter and Milan have one job now: build a new stadium. Period. Full stop. After the COVID, uh, you know, this post-pandemic era, which will come, there's going to be investments are going to be needed and Italy will be screaming after them because they need jobs. I mean, it's decimated every economy in the world. So I think they'll be much more open to cooperation, so to speak, uh, than they've been previously. And I think that we will see, we will, that's the main thing because that's the way they can maximize their revenue. Hopefully this new TV deal, CV, the, 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 that's kind of being, you know, revived again, the, the, the creating a media company and selling 10% of it off to uh to uh to cbc or basically paying capital and then they uh use their job is to monetize the league over the world that is the only way la liga and serie a can compete with the premier league it's as simple as that so nima it's been uh uh up until the last 24 hours it's probably it's probably been more chaotic than good for for inter inter I mean, obviously you know the signing of inzaghi was 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 a plus but you know up until you know last 24 hours 48 hours it's been sell sell almost right um and then we got you know you know jeco he you know he is what he is but dumfries i think is a is a, t- a talent uh, that could do very well instead of yeah, either right back or right wing or what have you. Um, do you foresee, and obviously we hear rumors about, you know, possibly walking Korea if, if Lotito drops down his price. Do you foresee Inter, you know, given the current situation, economic situation, that they'll be able to bring in more bodies? I mean, on top of Dumfries and Dzeko? I think they have to. I think there is a real, you know, there's a real risk that they don't, but then all hell will break loose. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, because... Because I so argue far. you guys went from top, you know, you know, the Scudetto to now you're looking at maybe top four if you're lucky, yeah. you know, depending on what's going on. Well, it depends. On, so. I mean, it depends. I mean, yeah. I think I think they have to. I think I think Marotta's done his best here. Um, sure, they've lied a lot, both of them, both him and Auxilio. But Auxilio, that's his job at Inter. It's to go out and lie. He's, <laughs> he's, he's like the Roger Stone of Inter. Like, he's a hatchet man. Like, all he does is <laughs> goes out and lies. Um, yeah. That's literally his job. He... But it, but it's okay because you know it's his job, so you don't take what he says seriously, and you know that his job is to go out there and 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 muddy the waters and 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 run the party line, and that's his job, and that's fine. Um, but with Marotta, you know this 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 no, I understand why he lied about only one player being sold, because it would have been tactical tactically stupid, uh, you know, when you're negotiating to go out and say we're desperate, then you wouldn't have gotten 150 million for Lukaku. You wouldn't have gotten 70, 80, you know, 60, 70, 70, 80 million for Hakimi. So I understand why he did what he did, but look, I think he's too clever to, in the end, not bring in someone. I think the worst, at worst, worst case scenario, if everything goes pear shape, Luka Jovic or Moise Keane will join Inter on the season loan. Um, I think that's pretty much a given, uh, I think. But um, I, I, look, I think Satriano is going to stay. Uh, it's quite clear that they want to keep him. He's impressed incredibly at, yeah. uh, during preseason. Jeco, yeah. Lautaro, Alexis. So you're looking at one more striker. Correa, um, Correa is is who Simone Inzaghi wants, and I, and I've always been of the opinion that. 
you should try to make your coach as happy as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, Antonio Conte was allowed to build Inter in his image. It ended really well, um, even though he he winched throughout the entire period that he didn't get what he wanted, even though he literally got everything he wanted. But um, it's Simone Inzaghi hasn't gotten anything. Uh, Denzel Dumfries, they had to sign him. They had no choice. They had no right wing back. Yeah, he's not gotten anything. And if he wants Joaquin Correa, I say give him Joaquin Correa. It's as simple as that. He wants to play a three-five-one-one. Uh, he wants to alternate between a three-five-one-one and a three-five-two. That's how he has always played. Um, I think that's a good thing. When it comes to Denzel Dumfries, Dum Dumfries is is like this. It's a risk. I think all of Inter can be cons can be kind of you can you can um, summarize it as in uncertainty. You don't really know. Dumfries can be a dud, but it can also be good. The step between the Eredivisie in Holland and the Serie A is giant. Um, it's massive. Um, tactically, uh, positioning, I mean, especially in that position that he plays, you have to understand the positioning. You have to, and he doesn't have any time. I mean, he literally just arrived. So he'll have to work really, really hard. So I don't expect to see him against Genoa. Uh, I hope not anyway. Um I want to. I want to give him some time to act. Uh, you know, to get used to everything, and it's going to take some time. And I think it should be. It should be. I mean, people forget that Ashraf Hakimi took like a couple of months before he got into it too. Yeah. Um, he was a little bit of a liability in the beginning, and uh, Antonio Conte worked on him, and he was willing to work. And Dumfries, that's the good thing when you bring in players with leadership qualities. Mm -hmm. He is hungry. He's not coming in here to, to act, thinking he's a superstar. He's coming in here to work. His attitude is, I'm hungry, I want to work hard. You know, like, this guy was captain of PSV. I mean, you don't become captain anywhere if you exactly. don't have certain qualities. And then that's good. Yeah. That means that the professionalism of the dressing room has not been uh, compromised. Edin Dzeko is a consummate professional. Mm -hmm. um, Hakan Chalanoglu has adapted really well to, to the ambient that he's come to, to the environment that he's come to. So, so you know, it's a little bit insecure. There's a little bit of an insecurity. I still think that they need, they need to sign two players. They need to sign another, they need to bring in Korea and they need mm. to bring in another striker. And I wouldn't put it past them loaning in a striker on deadline day and signing Korea. Lazio need to monetize. As much as uh, Lotito hates Inter and, and hates Simon Inzaghi, Korea wants to leave. He was supposed to go to PSG, but when they found out that they could sign Messi, they pulled the plug on that deal. And um, then, uh, so so he has to monetize, and and I think he will. I think by you know he can be as stubborn as he wants. Lotito's impossible to deal with when he doesn't need to sell, but he needs to sell now. And and you know reality is reality. Yep. Um, I I I just I made a I made a note to just follow up on what you were saying about Acilio getting paid to lie. It just kind of reminds us of. Galliani in his final years in his role at, at Milan, I think that he was just paid by Berlusconi uh, to remind everyone that Milan was the most successful club. He yeah. pretty much said that throughout the banter era. And we're looking around and seeing guys like Kevin Constant in the team and, and, and you know, just... Philippe Maxis. I wanted to talk to you guys about that as, as Milan fans. Uh, like, I, I don't know, I don't want to ruin your, like, the way you guys, uh, like, no. the rundown on your show. No, but, go ahead. We, we, we actually like good open discussions. Okay. The Milanese clubs need to stop buying from the Rome clubs, all yes. right? Yes. And I include Ale, uh, Romagnoli in that, okay? Mix, like, it's just Mexes. Uh, I mean, if you look at, if you run down the businesses that the Milanese clubs, both of them have done with, with the Rome clubs, 
Yep. Genoa included, yeah, absolutely. It's not yeah. pretty. It's not pretty. Yeah. You know, Stankovic was good. Yeah. Defy was on a free transfer. Pandev was on a free transfer. Yeah. Romagnoli's not been good. I mean, I think can we can we finally just like stop? Can we can the scales come off everyone's eyes? And this isn't an anti-Milan thing. He's not good enough. And it's not just about yeah. Lukaku. He's just yeah. not good enough. Yeah. He might have been promising one day, but I mean, at what point do you stop being promising and you realize that this guy just maybe this this is not this good? I think with Tomori and Kiar, he, he doesn't get into that lineup. Yeah. And, and to be honest, given how Gabia played last season, Gabia was better. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. And, and then you look at, well, who do you, who do you go after then? Gabia, who's young and, and, and own, you know, your own, you know, comes from the youth team. Or Romagnoli, are you going to keep beating that dead horse? I mean, that, that's... Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't. We know who's worth more. At least Romagnoli is going to be worth more. So at least you know. Like, you to your can point, get something for him. You're yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that, that's the point I'm making. But but I mean generally, like looking down at the business from the the, the Milanese clubs make with both Rome clubs. Yeah, unless it's like the Milinkovic Savic and Luis Alberto, yeah. um, like level players or or Zaniolo, stop doing business with the, the Rome <laughs> club. Sure. <laughs> like, it's not pretty. It's not no, it pretty isn't. reading when you look at it. I don't understand why they keep saving these people's asses. Like right. Milan and Inter are some sort of charity shop that should just keep helping Lazio and Roma, and I don't understand why. As big as these clubs are, they shouldn't be going out for looking out for charity, like you said. They should be going for the big, the big name players, and uh, yeah, that's not the mentality you think. I mean, Cafu, Cafu was excellent for Milan. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Stankovic, Pandev, they were great yep. for Inter as well. But other than that, I mean, overall, we're talking like 90 percent have been awful. Yeah, for me, I think it's been, I think, Cafu and, and Nesta from the Rome clubs for Milan yep. were probably the two best buys. Yep. It, yeah. And, for and, it's not even, and it's not even close. No. 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 And I don't count the Fry and Pandev because they came on free transfers, mm-hmm. much to the lamentations of uh, Lotito. But, like, other than that, it's Stankovic is for Inter, really. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't understand why you keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing this to yourself. Massimo, Massimo Odo. The only thing that Massimo Odo was good for was he was really good at keeping the other team on side. <laughs> he did not know how to align with his back four. I forgot Massimo Odo. You're to right. To save his life. <laughs> I he forgot could, about he could, Odo. He could serve a ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about a, him. Yeah. 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 He I'm could serve a ball, but, man, he would be at least – two yards behind the rest of the back line and you see goals getting conceded and said, and they don't have the whole screen of the back <sighs> four to see the run and the timing. All I need, Otto's playing on the right. He left him on side. I, I, I'm convinced. This is turning into a therapy session for all of us here. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like stop buying players from the yeah. Rome clubs. It's unless it's their stars. Yeah. Stop buying their crap. Yeah. Like seriously, just stop it. And it, and I really mean both Milan clubs. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yep. You know, Mexis, yeah. what the hell was that? I mean, I remember that derby when he and Ranocchia were captains. I, oh my I was goodness, there. The, that was oh, a I died on the inside. Like you know, it was, <laughs> it was like that used to belong to Maldini and Zanetti and Baresi and Bergomi, and then oh you have Mexis and Ranocchia, and it's like, ugh. I hate to say it, that was the first and only derby that I turned off early. I just. I couldn't watch surprised. it. Yeah, I couldn't watch it. Yeah, it so, was unwatchable. I was there. It was goalless. I mean, the, yeah, the 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 intro. I mean, the introduction to it that and the best tifo or choreography I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, was mm-hmm. the one Curva Nord made that went on for fifteen minutes. You know, the Castello, yep. the mm-hmm. the Castello thing, and and then the I. It was it was it was it was it was fantastic. It was the best experience I think I've ever had in a stadium. Like it went on for 10, 15 minutes. It was it was it was theater. You know. 
they they deserve so much better you know what i mean than uh, what we had and and uh, i'm just and i, and I really want to and i really want i want us to not you know i don't want us to get back to that i want us to yeah. I want the milan clubs back and i think inter are are, are in a, i think both clubs are in a good place but i do worry for milan i don't want to run i don't want to like destroy your your order of the show but i do want to talk a little bit about milan because i am a little bit worried yeah i mean i don't want to spoil what I, I mean, and listen, and there's still a little time left in the Mercato, you know, but spoiler alert, I don't have Milan in the top four, in my top four. Yeah. I, I, I can't do it with. Wow. And, 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 and I'll go into detail on this a little bit later, but with the burden of the Champions League, Europa League's a little bit different. I mean, you're playing against teams where you can play kids. You can get away with getting some results and scratching by and all of the other stuff. You, you, Champions League, you're playing against the best players in the world, and you better have your best team out there. And we're going to have our best 11 playing every three days, which for most of these guys, they haven't done. And the squad, when I look at it, just isn't deep enough to cope with all of that. I mean, it's really very much like Lazio last season, you know, where, okay, Lazio found a way out of the group stage, but look what it did to their, look what it did to them in the table in the long run. Okay. It, it, it hurt their chances to try to get back into top four. Atalanta has somehow, somehow figured out how to navigate and get to the knockouts and still reach champions league places and good for them. But Milan, as they're structured right now, they don't have the depth. I think Milan's depth is better than it was last season, but I think sure. the, the the roof is a little bit lower because, or again, not maybe not lower, but it's a little again the uncertainty, the unknown. Mm -hmm. Magnon, how good is he? Mm -hmm. You know, he was good in France, but can yeah. he do it in the Serie A? Um, you know, you haven't replaced Chalanoglu. Mm -hmm. you, you haven't. I mean, Brian Diaz. Is not Chalanoglu. You, unproven you, yet. You, yep. You're going to play. It's, it's unproven. Exactly. I'm not saying he's bad. Thank you. Yep. Exactly. It's it's the uncertainty for me for mm -hmm. both yep. of these clubs. Yep. You don't know. It can be it can be a massive success, but there's no there's no certainty. And also Ibrahimovic. I mean, his injury. Uh, what's going on there? Yeah. Right. You know? Taking longer than than we expected for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's 40. He's turning 40 soon. Yeah. So yep. you know. I'm curious what the what the, the mindset of the the Milanisti are right now. That you know, how many of them really believe that Milan are going to go deep into the into Champions League? Because I don't. I think if they make it to the group stage or out of the group stage, that's a success for them. And, and oh, this year, sure. this year, Agreed. I'm sure there's people out there who are like, "Oh, we're going to the semifinals." And I'm like, eh, pump the brakes, <laughs> pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, you're, Milan, if they get, they'll get out of the group stage if they don't have a group of death. You know, exactly. if they had like Inter the last couple of years, they're going to struggle. I think. You know, yeah. Milan, are, Milan are going to be in a group of death. They're yeah, going to be. There could be many more group of deaths than in the past. I think there's a lot of good teams out there. They're going to be in pot four. Look at pot two. Yeah. There's a lot of good teams so in pot two. They're going to draw a champion of one of the top leagues, if not Chelsea, the holders. Um, you know, and I think Via Real gets to be a seeded team for winning the Europa League. Isn't PSG in pot two? Right? Because PSG's didn't, they didn't in the pot two. Real Madrid's in pot two. Manchester City's in um, no Manchester City. Excuse me, they're in pot one. They won United's the in pot two. Right? United's in pot. I mean, so some big team. Milan, Milan will just because of the brand name be part of a group of death. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I just, worry for Inter as well. I really yeah. do. I mean, uh, there's. I, I look at that and, and I'm thinking Inter are so gonna get PSG. <laughs> like it's just, I just, I just see that totally happening. Um, yep. But. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think both of these clubs are. It's. It would be nice if they could get some easy, something easy, and be lucky. But 
you never know. I mean, again, we, you know, Pioli's. I think Pioli's never been better in his career than he is right now at Milan. I mean, he's he's always struggled. I call it the Pioli high throughout his mm -hmm. career. It goes up and it just crashes. Yeah, we so call it the Pioli shelf life. So it's, it's pretty similar. <laughs> no, but, but 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 so far, so far, you know, at Milan, he's 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 been the you know the phoenix bird raising out of his ashes three times yeah. last season when things looked absolutely horrible yeah he changed his stuff around tactically and the team responded yep. and they ended up actually deserved second place if i'm not mistaken yeah so you know it's it was it was impressive to see it was really impressive to see Mm. But can he do it again? Like that's the question. And and Ibrahimovic, like he he takes a lot of your wages, and he's being mm -hmm. like, when will he come back? Will he come back? Sure. Let's um, let's before we jump into some of these other topics, let's let's touch on Juve. Um, Allegri's back. Uh, you know, another. I'm giving away. I'm, I'm probably giving away some of my top four already. But spoiler alert: I think they're going to win the title again oh, this season. For sure, undoubtedly. Um, I don't, you know, Look, I haven't decided if I think this is going to be like close and they pull away or if they're going to just start walking this thing from match day one. That's the thing that I'm still full playing around with. I thought exactly. Juve would win last season by eight to 10 points and I got that horribly wrong. So, well, um, last but season I thought it was going to be tighter at the top and it wasn't. Inter destroyed everyone else. But this yes. season, this season, Juve, like, did you see them against Atalanta? Atalanta, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. that is Allegri at his absolute peak. Mm -hmm. You know, no one can get near him when he's like this. I mean, he's everyone was like, Oh, he's been out of the game for two years. Can he, what, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, you know, this guy's been studying. <laughs> he's been, exactly. He's been studying for two years. Yep. Their midfield, if they get Locatelli, they're the only team that has not only not weakened, they've strengthened. Yep. And, and Locatelli with, and if they get Pjanic on a loan as well, I mean, the, the, the depth that to have available mm. to this guy's disposal. Then, then they're even my dark horse to win the Champions League, yep. because Chiesa and Kulusevski on the wings. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Chiesa is going to be the MVP of this Serie A. Um, yeah, and yep. and then that midfield with Artur Melo and uh, Locatelli and and uh, the rest of them. And well, that front three we saw the last game against Atalanta was pretty good. Ronaldo, Chiesa, and uh, DiBala—they all work, work really well together, right? I mean, yeah. it was uh, it was good stuff. So. No, it's it's he he can, and his his ability to adapt to every game when it matters yep. the most and, and completely outclass tactically his opponents is yep. Allegri. Allegri is <laughs> it's he's he's the guy to beat for sure. Top of the top of the crop right there. Oh, yeah. Does it does it take getting Locatelli getting Pjanic on loan to like to 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 lock this in? I mean, you know, what circumstances do you guys see that 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 maybe it's not Juve. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I can't find, I can't find anybody challenging them. I think um, Inter are the only ones that can. And the reason why I probably. say that is if if the midfield, if Inter's midfield, um, they have to, it's 37 goals and 21 assists that need replacing between mm -hmm. Lukaku and Hakimi. Mm -hmm. Can you get that from from the midfield and get Jekyll to give you 10, 15 of those goals? Yeah. And Lautaro to add another five to eight, and then the rest to come from the midfield and Dumfries uh, to um, to get like four or five of those goals. Then I think Inter can, because I think Inter will be more defensively solid, uh, because yeah. they, people forget that they started the 
season leaking. Uh, Antonio Conte had some kind of identity crisis in the beginning and was Korov. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was, remember he was doing. You know, Antonio Conte had some you know identity crisis in the beginning of last season when he was doing this his his Gasparini impression. Yeah, but when he when he snapped out of it and and decided to turn to himself again, then that was by November December, and then Inter looked solid defensively again. Sure. So um, I think Inter are going to be solid from the beginning. So I think they're going to concede less. Mm-hmm. But so so for me, it's I, I look at this. I, I say for me, it's Inter if they can bring in another another striker on loan and and sign Korea, giving Zagi what he wants. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, Milan to me are just so I don't know. Either they finish, even 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 either they go like last year and actually push for the title for half the season, or they will struggle. Like I feel like there's no in between with them. I think that I think the chance that we have at at, at seeing a team. Uh, jump out the gates better than Juventus this season would be continuity and consistency, meaning Atalanta haven't changed really much, and, and they're, you can't forget about them. Yeah, they didn't look that great against Juventus last game, but they have a lot of talent. They put a lot of pressure on Juventus in, this la- in the last game. Even though they lost, there was a lot of pressure, and they will be there in the mix, I think. And if Milan, like you said, Nima, if they can get out to a hot start, with all the, with the they've been there already for half a season, they, they, they felt that experience. If they can use that to their advantage and, and start the season the way they started last season, um, they have a chance. Uh, but you know, who, to beat to beat Juventus or to beat you enter this year, you're gonna have to be consistent throughout the entire season. Exactly. And, and the team that that's been together the longest will have that better opportunity because a team like Lazio or Roma, teams that are are, are put, getting put together now, they're gonna take time to get to get on board. And so, you know, that's where Juventus and, and, and Inter will have the, the the advantage over them. I mean, Napoli for me, I I think they're, they're gonna be there as well. Yeah, I, don't I forget Napoli. Just, just give him a left back. I don't understand what the hell he's doing. Like, I understand. You know, come on, just give the guy a left back that's all he's asked for he's, all he said is don't sell my team bring me a left back that's all Spalletti said Palmieri's been, they've been flirting with him right yeah but you gotta drag that thing over the finish line at some point right yep um, yeah and and just and he just gives Spalletti what he wants he's only asked for one player right all he said is keep my team to keep the team together and bring in a player and and, and just do it like just get on with it you know yeah I I I have to say, I mean, just kind of to follow up on a couple of things with Napoli, I'm amazed that Fabian is still there. I thought that he would be one, certainly moving to Spain, moving back in the summer, maybe possibly being somebody that goes to Real Madrid with how that midfield is aging. There was a, you know, there was some consideration that that could possibly happen. Um, you know, Spalletti's involvement uh, means great things for his strikers because strikers thrive in Spalletti's system. They've always have, and and wing and so do fullbacks. Sure, I mean Emerson Palmieri came was was basically a Spalletti creation. But mm-hmm. that's the thing about Spalletti. He doesn't eat, you know people? I don't want to say people, but people who are who have a very superficial understanding of the game, yeah, don't rate Spalletti. But if you look at the players he's developed, I mean Brozovic mm-hmm. was. He made Brozovic who he is. Yep. Uh, by by getting to him, um, you know he's probably the only one who's crazy enough to understand what, what goes inside of that <laughs> Brozovic brain. So that that was that was probably the meeting of the the minds of two insane people. But um, but other than that, I mean, he is a great coach. He's great at player development. He's great at individual development. And I think Roma is perfect. Uh, Napoli is perfect for him. Yeah. I I have yeah. Napoli in my top four. I have. Uh, uh, for sure, I, th- I'm, I even have them challenging for the title. Okay, that's fair. That's fair because okay. I, think I think it's going to be tight. I think I don't see any any team running away with it this year. I think uh, 
you know, the, the big thing with Spalletti is the divisiveness overweighs the good that he's done, right? Because everyone looks at, oh, he's, he, he's, you know, set up things with, you know, Totti and, and Icardi and all these guys in the past. And so they look at that and not like at the good he's done with Brozovic and some of these other players that you're, you're talking about. Um, they, it, it seems always the negative outweighs the good, right? And Spalletti is a good manager. I mean, wherever he goes, he seems to do well. And he can, he's one of those managers who can get off the, off the ground running quickly, much like Conte, right? Uh, and so you'd expect Napoli to be in the mix. They got a solid team if they can keep Insigne. Um, Osimhen's going to be up there in the goals this year. I mean, he oh, was yeah. last year, and he's going to now he's got Spalletti in the perfect system almost. He's going to do well, I think. And I think Napoli are going to be uh, prime for uh, to do well this season. But it's, uh, so many good teams this year, it, it's Ro- ridiculous. That's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, I look at Roma, and to me, that that thing can eat, will either can, can spun, like completely fall apart. Or they might even push for the title. For yeah, like it's way, shocking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like way into February, like the Mourinho and that. Like it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be fireworks. And if he can channel that properly, Roma are gonna be difficult to beat. Uh, Lazio as well, really interesting. Um, yeah. No, it's it it's really tight. Those top four places are really tight. They're really yeah. really tight. It's gonna be difficult. Um, and and there are six seven teams that can that can really push for those four places for me Lazio is a you know we always look at what team is going to probably take a step back before getting better and I think Lazio is that team they certainly still have a lot of quality there but you know there is there is going to be a change in system I mean Saudi played, I think, in his last friendly, he played three at the back. I don't know how often he's going to stick with that. His Napoli team's always played 4-3-3. Um, you know, so... He did play a 4-3-1-2 at Empoli, which is how he got the Napoli job. Sure. Um, and, and no, I, I, th- I think he's going to play... I think he's going to be rather fluid. I think he's going to start with the back four, but he's going to allow Lazzari uh, to... Um, I mean, he wants a winger. It depends on what Lotito gives him and yep. gets him. But I do expect them to that. I mean, hit that midfield. I mean, he if they bring Basic and if they bring in Kostic, mm-hmm. I mean that that is that, those are excellent signings. Sure. Uh, for for Lazio and and they will yeah. hurt. They will hurt teams. Now it's it's going to be tight. It's not. It's going to be really really tight. We gotta, we've never had a Serie A where you can make an argument for at least three four teams can win the Serie A. Sure. I think you can make an argument that Atalanta can because of the fact that, you know, it's a COVID season. Most big teams have not been able to strengthen. And therefore, if there ever is going to be a season for a surprise winner, it's this. And we know that Atalanta is one of the top teams in Europe. They consistently yep. are. So we can't, they're no longer underdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, Spalletti in Napoli, that team is built for him. You know, if yeah. they get Palmieri over the line, they don't have any weaknesses on paper, at least. Sure. Um Juve, Allegri, we've already said. Inter, I mean, you, you, you can really argue this so many ways. Sure. And that's why I'm really careful to make a prediction before the Mercato closes, because I think this this end, Fine, Fine Mercato, is going to be crazy, Frank. Yes. Sure. I think, I think this is going to be the craziest Fine Mercato that we've seen in a long time. And I think you can make the case that Atalanta strengthened. I mean, you lose Romero, but they... I think they upgraded massively at goalkeeper with one Musa. Oh, I'm, um, yeah. I'm and then getting Lovato and then also getting Demerel on loan from Juventus gives but you. Is that you know, official now with Demerel thing? I, I've, I've kind of I've been zoned out a few days. Uh, I'm showing that it is. Yeah, I'm okay. showing that it is. Let me look. I heard it was a loan. Uh, I don't remember all the details now, but I thought well, it was. But, yep. but 
Yeah, it's got to be an improvement there, and I think you know they're they're going to be consistent. You know, Robin Gosens is already in fine form. We saw him; he was he did really well in the Euros. Uh, seems like all the Atalanta players did well in the Euros, right? Yeah, the um, Atalanta won the Euros. I mean, oh my goodness! <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, if if, 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 if Mela transfers what he did for Denmark, it's. I mean, exactly. I mean, yeah. just look at that. I mean, the Malinovsky, uh, the other guy, um, from Russia. Yeah, Miranchuk, Malinovsky, yeah. Mele, Gosens. I mean, it was just, it was a festival of, of players. Yep. That, so there's, yeah, I mean, there's definitely plenty to work with. So I, yeah, you know, it's, you talk about in the time of COVID, you know, I just thought, I'd, you know, I certainly want to throw in the point that Atalanta strengthened during this time of COVID and probably strengthened more so than other clubs that just, they have it. I mean, you can just take a look at Milan. I mean, you look at their Mercato overall, it's okay. It's, there's, there, there's not a wow factor to it. Uh, we're not done yet, and you know, Chalanolu needs to be replaced, as you said, Nemo. We'd like to see another winger. Um, yes, to the right, so. because I mean, Selimakers. Look, I understand what he provides yeah. in terms of he's he's not a he's not a sexy player to look at, but he's no. a very loyal player in the sense yeah. that he he gets you. You know, he delivers. You know, if uh, last season, I think especially, you saw a lot of times how. He was a player who consistently allowed space for Chalanoglu and Rebic to go forward and attack by simply, you know, covering behind them. Uh, him and him and Calabria on the right wing basically covered for Teo and Rebic on the other side and pushed in and, and cleaned up behind. But you know, Milan can't. It's Milan. Milan can't have a right winger that that you know. I mean, mm -hmm. Zakani. I understood if they wanted to get him, he would have been ideal yeah. mm -hmm. for that role because he's better than Salamakers. I mean, what, and what Castillejo is doing there, y'all have to explain to me because <laughs> it, it, it it's beyond, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> I don't we know. almost, yeah. we almost, we almost sold him to Getafe. Um, <laughs> so close, and then that collapsed. So we were. We were they realized asked, who they were getting. They're like, "Oh, wait, wait, that's not how we wanted." <laughs> yeah, Getafe came to their Getafe came to their senses. <laughs> so. Exactly, they, they did. They, so whoever whoever was behind that sobered up or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you look at Maldini's eyes. You'll say yes to anything, right? And then he laughed and like, "Wait a minute, wait, what do we disagree to? What?" <laughs> exactly. Well, let's let, let's segue into the Mercato from all of that. I mean, we, we clearly are. You know, this is going to be a great championship this season. Um, we we all agree to that. And now let's but let's talk about the ones that have gotten over the line. Um, and Richard, you go first. Let's uh, let's talk. What do you, who do you find to be? We always like to try to say. Last year it was Hakimi to Inter. The, the season before that was Lazzari to to Lazio. Who is in house now that you think is probably the best fit for where they're going? Huh, it's it's interesting, right? There's a lot of good moves out there. I mean, you gotta love uh, Juan Musso to Atalanta. That's you know yeah. something. That's a massive upgrade right there. And no disrespect to Golini, um, you know the the project over at Roma is interesting to me because like like Ro like Nima said, it could do really really well or it could just flop. Uh, bringing in Tammy Abraham, bringing in Eldor, uh, Matias Vigna, Rui Patricio is an upgrade, I think, and and goalkeeper. Um, I think they'll start out very well, but it's it's. It's it's hard to say with Mourinho, right? It, it, will he get his magic back, you know, coming back to Serie A, or will it be much of the same the last you know couple teams he's been on? It's 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 hard to tell, really. Um, yeah, the best fit right now. I mean, I do love Giroud to to Milan, no doubt about it. He's he's thirty four, but still, I mean, you know, I think it's an intelligent signing. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, they needed a striker. I mean, they could not put Liao as a striker this season, uh, and and backup while uh, Zlatan is out injured. 
Um, yeah, it's it's hard to say. And also another one I like is uh, Nicolas Gonzalez from uh, from Fiorentina. This guy from Stuttgart. I love what he did in the Bundesliga. Stop reading my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Okay. Uh, let me see. So I'll pick one. Um, <laughs> man, so many so many picks. I am gonna say. Hmm. Yeah, that's oh man, it's hard. I uh, if you want to say, go ahead and say Gonzalez. I mean, you no, know, I'm, I'm gonna go Juan Musso just right now. I'm gonna go Juan Musso. Uh, what he's what he's gonna be what he's gonna bring to Atalanta, I think, is stability back there. They're gonna have confidence now that when they do have the the lapses in defense that they you know they will. Uh, he's gonna be there to back it up, and you know, uh, quality goalkeeper has been for the last several years. Uh, when he gets lots of shots, he's there. He's if he's not gonna get shots, that's fine. Um, I think it's gonna make Atalanta even more dangerous than they were before because now they have stability and security in the back that sure. they maybe didn't have before. So, sure. Nima, who are you liking that uh, that that arrived in Serie A? Did you think, man, this this is going to work out perfectly for them? Um, well, Locatelli hasn't been done yet, so I can't say that. Otherwise, yeah. it definitely would have been, been would have been him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I do think that um, it's. I think Patrick. I, I like Patrick Cutrona to Empoli. I, I okay. really do. Yeah. I like I like that move, and I hope they get Andrea Pinamonti as well. Because if they do, I I I, I will be watching. I mean, every year I have this this side hustle team that I follow extra closely, uh, mm-hmm. for some reason or another. One two years ago it was Sandro Tonali at Brescia. Last season mm-hmm. it was Hellas Verona with Ivan Juric because I thought it was going to be really difficult given how they sold Amrabat and all these other players, and they did excellently. So this year is going to be Empoli. Uh, they have a young player, Ricci, midfielder, who I am mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. interested to see how he goes. Yeah. And Cutrone there, and if they get Pinamonti, that's going to be a really interesting lineup. Lazio, sure. I, I think you know Felipe Anderson. I think is finally, thank God, he's back at Lazio. Uh, I think he he never really did as well anywhere else than he yeah. did there. Yeah. But I think if we're talking like in term, I think Shomurodov is going to be uh, the surprise for everybody. He's like the most Mourinho striker I've seen since Diego Milito mm-hmm. in terms of his traits. I think he would fit yeah. into that team brilliantly. Yeah. Um, um, I, I like what Udinese did in replacing uh, Juan Musso with Marco Silvestri. Yes, goalkeeper yes. I rate. Sneaky good. That's a sneaky good one. Yeah, it, that's what they do. They are sneaky. Um, yeah. Pier Paolo Marino is a goddamn mm-hmm. genius. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but, you know, there's quite a few. Le- but I think the biggest deals are going to be done. I think Locatelli to Locatelli to, to, to Juve, Emerson Palmieri to, to Napoli, uh, you know, Korea to Inter and the Simone Inzaghi. I mean, there's a lot of good deals being done here. And if, I mean, we're hearing really low murmurs, but if Milan were to pull this rabbit out of the hat with Lorenzo Insigne going to Milan, that changes everything. I mean, yes. we hear, I mean, Lorenzo Insigne and Ibrahimovic and that rest of them. I mean, that, that just, that makes, that makes, that makes Milan uh, top four by, by a mile. Like to me, they're definitely in the top four then. Because uh, I mean, with Ibrahimovic and 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 then Rebic and and the rest of them, and I also think that I think Milan's struggle will come during Afcon, of course, because Benasser mm, yep. and, and Kessi. I mean, Kessi's now injured as well, so that means Sandro Tonali has to hit the ground running, and I think he will. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, that's another topic I wanted to talk to you guys about and hear what you think. I I, I was annoyed last year by the criticisms aimed at Sandro Tonali because I didn't 100%. understand what people. Yeah. I don't understand what people were expecting because this guy. Hello? Yeah, well, th- well, he never was Pirlo. It was a Mitzala. No, like, exactly. Just because exactly. he looks like that and it's from Brescia, is like, 
Stop it. Like, no, yeah, exactly. he's not. He's not. He's exactly. a Masala. He's not a regista. He has qualities that Correct. are... That, that, that make him kind of a regista, but he's much more dynamic. But above all, last season, he, like the two years before that, he played for Brescia, mm-hmm. where he grew up in. And he'd only ever played two seasons, three seasons of senior football. Yep. Then he goes to Milan. The step up from Brescia to Milan is massive. People don't understand the level of training, the level of preparation. I expected him to struggle. I really yeah. expected him to struggle and I expected him not to play so much because this was a year for him to learn. And that's why, you know, they kept saying that English couldn't get him because they couldn't afford to have him on the back burner for a year, um, which is nonsense because instead they got Arturo Vidal, who just didn't do anything mm. other, than, other than just cost inter- <laughs> qualification from the group stage of the Champions League. And then he scores a goal against Juve and everyone says, oh, that's fine. It's nonsense. But, uh, but no, I mean, for me, Tonali... I think now is the year. Now it's crunch time. This season yep. is crunch time for him because he will get his chances. He will now that now that Kessie is injured next to Benasser. Now he will play, and I hope that Pioli plays him. And I think it's important to see. I mean, the fact that Milan renegotiated that successfully and got him means that they want him and they believe in him. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really, I really, um, I really like. Uh, I really, I ex- this year I expect st- things from him. If he doesn't yeah. make it this year, then I'll accept it. But last season, I mean, I don't know, it was it was ridiculous for me. And there's a there's a psychology to being the man at a club, you know, to now being a number at a club, especially at a young age like that, mm-hmm. you know. So there's there's that there's that there's that, that adaptation too, um, you know. And I think that that takes some time. But yeah, he has he's going to have to step step up, you know, to an extent. I would like to see Milan hang on to Pobega as well. Because I yes, mean, yes, you don't have Benasser, yes. you don't have Kessie. They go out to AFCON. You shatter that midfield depth, uh, you know, for that period of time. So I would like to see Pobega stay. Uh, and that's also why Rade Krunic is going to have some kind of value to this team still, because he's going to be, you know, needed for a handful of, of appearances. So, you know, this is it, why I think, sorry to interrupt, but this is why I think Milan is such an exciting project because of all this young stuff, all these yeah. young players. Um, you know, Kiar is the only, I mean, as, if we if we disregard Ibrahimovic, Giroud, and Kiar, that's young team. It's, it's a, a young very team. young team. Yeah. I mean, last yeah. year they were like, of all the teams that finished top four in the top four leagues, they were the youngest by a mile. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, and, and this is what, this you know, this is smart. Young players don't command a lot of wages. Right. And, and Maldini and Ricky Massara have done this fantastically. Now, it's going to be interesting. Pobega, you have to keep him because I yep. really liked what I saw at Spezia. Yep. Um, and and if they, it's going to be really interesting. These, these players are going to get their shot, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Sure. I'll get into my transfers here real quick here, guys. I, you know, and then, you know, uh, Richard already said it. Nico Gonzalez of Fiorentina. Um, I think it's very intriguing um, when you consider, and you know, just to, to speak on Fiorentina a little bit, this was a dumpster fire uh, <laughs> in the offseason when Gattuso yeah. left because you know for you know for the reasons that he left, and Fiorentina is going. They could not have come out of this any better. Um, well, they probably could have, but to end up with Vincenzo Italiano uh, as their manager, that ended up being a win for a team that's in the position that Fiorentina is in these days. Now, Nico Gonzalez, um, when I watched Italiano Spezia teams, I 
I always rated the performances of the wingers. Jossie was good. Verde, when he got his opportunities, was good. There's a couple of others. The names escape me. But, you know, and then to your point, Richard, because you watch a fair amount of Bundesliga, and I watched a little bit as well for investment purposes, um, Gonzalez was very, very effective for Stuttgart. And I think that, you know, you put him in the same role, you put him in a winger role, you know, a position that Italiano seems to highlight when you look at his Spezia teams. He can shine. Um, and it doesn't hurt to have a guy like now that the caveat, hang on to Vlaovic. Um, yeah, it's you know, a big if. and, uh, if you can hang on to, if you can hang on to Vlaovic, that's an attack that is going to give people some problems this season. Um, that midfield, I mean, Amrabat, yeah. uh, Castrovilli, yeah. Pulgar, uh, Pulgar yeah. it's, it's an Italiano, the way he plays his four, three, three, Fiorentina also, like you, like you said, there's so many good teams in this league. Um, and it's good because I think the yep. Serie A is, is starting to recover uh, from, yeah. from its uh, from its and, uh, from its dark ages. But and Serie A um, is better when a club like Fiorentina is good and and has upside and can 100%. and can be a threat. So you know so and and then you know we were talking about Roma a little bit here. I I'll I'll give a nod to Rui Patricio. This has been Roma's best goalkeeper since uh, Alisson. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I think that that's going to make a lot of difference. I mean, Roma has been a punching bag uh, for the other top teams in this league for the last two or three seasons. They've been easy to score on. They haven't looked organized. Whether that comes down to the tactics of the managers, and did Paulo Fonseca, I somewhat agree with that, or just uh, I, can't, I can't remember the managers before him, EDF, um, somebody constantly thinking that Federico Fazio is still good. Um, you know, all of those things kind of came into play. And Roma, whenever it came up to them having to play somebody uh, that could threaten them, that could score on them, they just they just fell apart. And I think that the presence of Mourinho, you know, at least the history of what he does tactically with Rui Patricio in goal as well, I could see that being a lot better for Roma this season. Now, Mourinho has made a habit over the last several years of just burning out really quickly wherever he's gone. So... Um, so we'll have to see what happens. But I just, I, you know, I wanted to kind of give some attention here to Rui Patricio joining Serie A. But for me, I think I'm, I'm excited to see what Gonzalez is going to do for Fiorentina. You know, Gonzalez, Vlaovic, and if Italiano can scrape anything out of what Callejon has left, um, that could get interesting. So um, new managers. Uh, this is a ton of them. Even, even for Italy, this is crazy. Um, 12, uh, 12 new managers to start the season. Napoli has Luciano Spalletti. Inter has Simone Inzaghi. Hellas Verona uh, is giving Eusebio Di Francesco probably his last chance. Lord help him. Um, Empoli uh, went back to Aurelio Andreazzoli. Yep. Uh, Allegri back at Juve, Mourinho at Roma, Italiano at Fiorentina. Alessio Dionisi at Sassuolo coming over from Empoli. Roberto De Versa going to Sampdoria. Sari at Lazio. Ivan Juric at Torino, and then Spezia, for some reason, wanted Tiago Mota. Um, yeah. Nima, who, relative to expectations, uh, which man, you know, which manager has the best chance to exceed them? Uh, which manager do you think is going to massively disappoint? I think Tiago Mota is going to be an absolute disaster at Spezia. Um, I think Isabio Di yeah. Francesco is going to get Elas Verona relegated and will be sacked by. By, by Christmas, and hopefully um, that, that'll be the end of it. 
no, uh, pan- but- no panettone for uh, for Di Francesco then. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, he'll be eating it alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, far from Verona, but um, no. But seriously, they're they're definitely gonna uh, they're definitely gonna disappoint, uh, or no, they're not gonna disappoint because I don't expect them to do well. So I guess they're gonna they're gonna do what what I expected them to do. Um, but um, no, I mean, other than that, what can I tell you? Um, it's uh, it's uh, I th- I think I, I'm worried about Pioli. I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say it. I'm really really worried about Pioli. I I worry how he's going to do. Um, yeah. Can he repeat it? I I I, I don't know. And also, uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's just it, I if he know, doesn't start he's well, well, he's out. If he doesn't yeah. start well, he's exactly. out. Exactly. That's what I'm worried about a little bit. Um, so yeah, no, it's I'm a little bit worried. Yeah. Well, and if Milan, I mean, and that's and that's the issue with 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 the managers that are in place everywhere if they do move on from pioli who's out there i mean uh that's the other thing that you gotta you know that's the other thing that they're gonna they're gonna be hamstrung here you know uh give give gattuso you know gattuso 2.0 at milan i mean uh there's not a lot to you know there's not a lot to like as far as managers that might be available should they make that decision sheva is available says nathan araya uh we'll see Richard, uh, who's exceeding expectations for you? Who do you think disappoints? Well, I, I think the surefire ones are going to be Allegri and Spalletti. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like I like what potential what Vincenzo Italiano could bring to Fiorentina. I, I do like you know I think that it's going to work really well together. As Nima said, Di Francesco and and Mota are probably going to be surefired gone by you know mid season or whatever. Uh, I think Sadi and Mourinho will probably take longer to get to where they need to be than than most people want, um, and I'm un, you know I'm unsure about Alessio Dionisi because you know what 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 you know what the previous manager was able to do there you know he he made this beautiful this team Sassuolo they just play so wonderfully they pass they know each other so well mm-hmm. does he continue that or does he change the system completely and, and mess things up that's you know that's a big thing for me but. You know, uh, of the managers, I think you know maybe Andrea Zoli uh, has a good opportunity here with some of the players that they brought in uh, and familiarity too with the team. I think is good. Uh, Diverta, I'm not so sure as well. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to go with Italiano and Andrea Zoli in terms of doing well. And I think obviously you know Mota and Di Francesco and um, maybe Dionisi has a little bit of step back, you know, from Sassuolo. I hope not because I think with the players that they have at their disposal, his disposal are just uh, amazing. So uh, yeah. I think Eusebio Di Francesco should be lucky that Tiago Motta is at Spezia because I think <laughs> Tiago Motta is going to disappoint more than EDF is. I think that there's some talent at Hellas Verona that's going to make EDF look at least a little bit better than he is. Um, you know, so that's, you know, I, I'm with you guys and I'm with you on Italiano. You know, I, I don't want to get into too much of a romance here with Fiorentina, but I really think under Italiano and with the team that they have in place, you know, provided that they can stay healthy. I think Fiorentina can be a top half team this season. I didn't say Europe, um, but I could see eighth, ninth being a reasonable place for Fiorentina to finish with, with what they've got. Now they've got to keep Vlaovic, as we've said, um, they've got to keep things intact. They've got to stay healthy, but I think that there's a, a baseline of talent there. Um, and, you know, at least for sure the first 11 and then a handful of guys after that, that, can get them in a position to do that. And, you know, we, a lot of people raved about what Italiano did with Spezia last season. Uh, 
and now he has a project with, let's face it, he's got better players now. So, um, so let's see how this, uh, let's see how this works out. It, it is probably Andrea Zoli's eighth time back at Empoli and the Calcio guys are the only ones keeping count. Um, <laughs> as far as the f- first one to get sacked who the guy that I think is not going to eat Panettone, uh, for sure. Uh, at least with the club that he's currently with, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going for low hanging fruit here, but I think Fabrizio Castori at Salernitana will be the first one to get the sack. Um, they, they, they're promoted. They're a great story, but I don't know if they've done enough, uh, to strengthen, to contend. I think that they're going to be in a relegation fight all season. Um, and the other reasons that I have for this is that, you know, when you're in a relegation battle, you know, uh, Italian football owners are not the most patient people. And on top of that, Castori doesn't seem to stick around very long anywhere that he goes. Um, so for me, uh, it's going to be Castori at Salernitana to be the first one to get the sack. Nima, how about you? I, I, no, no, I, I think, uh, Di Francesco or, or, or Tiago Motta are getting the sack first. Okay. Undoubtedly. Uh, I, I think Salernitana are going to surprise people. I think people are, are going to be surprised. I think they're going to be one of those. T- I, I, for me, I have Hellas Verona and Spezia dead last. Okay. Um, then, then I think Salernitana are going to. They've done good, good moves, good cheap moves, good free and cheap moves uh, so far. So, mm. okay, Richard? you know, uh, you know I, I did a you know when when Tiago Mota joined uh, Genoa a couple years ago, uh, I looked into him and you know it's it's very intriguing what he what he's trying to bring you know the the style of play he wants and I understand it looks beautiful if you have the right players. I don't I don't think you know especially back when he was a Genoa and certainly now at, at Spezia he has that kind of players. I, I would love for him to do well, but. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be the first one to go before even EDF. I think. Uh, I just. I'm pulling for the guy. I really do, but I just don't see it working. And uh, you know, Spezia. Can they survive again from what they? You know, after what they did last year, I don't know. And you know, and it's certainly you know with Tiago Mota with the the uncertainty with him. You know, it 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 makes you even wonder even more. So I think he's gonna be the first one to go. Okay. Um, kind of. Kind of moving or moving on. Uh, Venezia, Empoli, Salernitana. Um, pick one to survive. Nima. It was Salernitana, and then what? Uh, Venezia, uh, Empoli, and Salernitana, the three promoted teams. Which one has the best chance of survival? I think Salernitana and Empoli. Okay. Uh, I think both of them. I think Venezia will struggle. Um, but Empoli, for sure, I think will, will survive. Again, I think Hellas and Spezia are, are crashing out, like badly. So I think mm-hmm. the, the the by by virtue of them sucking is why the others will survive. Then it's down to the last three, and I think Venezia will will struggle. Okay, Richard, uh, I'm with Nima over there. Uh, I saw. I think Salernitana will be the best of the three. I think you know between Empoli and Venezia, you're gonna you're gonna see where who's gonna be who's gonna survive and who's not. I think two. I think two out of the three is gonna survive. I um, mean, it's gonna be between Empoli and Venezia to survive. I, I would love Venezia to stay up because their kits are beautiful. It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful team. All that stuff. But I don't know. They haven't made enough moves for me to really like them as much. And Empoli, they've done a little bit more. I think so. Um, I'm gonna go Salernitana is gonna be the one that, that survives and and probably Empoli as well. All right, well, then I'm going to be the romantic here just for the discussion, <laughs> just for the debate. Um, and I'm going to say Venezia stay up. I'm, I'm just going to bang the drum. We've got a couple Americans on that team. Yeah. Uh, Gianluca Busio, Tanner Tessman. Yep. Um, David uh, Okariki, I saw a little bit of in Champions League playing for Club Bruges. Uh, he's, 
a capable goal scorer. Now I, you know, they they're replacing and the name escapes me who they had playing up front for them last season uh, that helped get them up. Uh, but Okariki get, getting in there is, you know, is a goal scorer, you know, and Mattia Caldata coming over there. It's, it's, it's strange. There's one of those guys that just was littered with so much potential and just hasn't hit up, lived up to it. Has had injury problems is not, you know, I have FIFA 2018 on PlayStation 3, and if you play it long enough, he's like rated like an 85 or an 86. Oh, how wrong they were! Um, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bang the drum for the little guy here and, and say Ven- Venezia stays up. Um, you know, just because you know with 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 the Americans in the team, you know, a couple of these guys haven't been. You, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of knowledge about these guys, but I said the same thing about Spezia. I said, who are these guys? And I thought they were going to finish 20th last season and they stayed up. So um, it's, it, it can be hard to predict, but I'll uh, just for the sake of being different from you guys, I'll go for Venezia to stay, to stay up. All right. Um, all right. Capo Canonieri pick. Hmm. Um, I got it right two years ago. Last year, last year, Ronaldo wasn't last year. If Ronaldo oh, wasn't right. around, I would have gotten it right because Lukaku right. was second. Right. Yeah, um, I, I can't. You know, it's it's been popular and everybody's saying it over the summer, but I can't get away from it. I think Victor Osimhen's winning Cabo Canonieri this season. I just think with Spalletti's system, I think with you know the way they attack. Now the caveat with them, he has to stay healthy. He had injury issues last season, um, but the one thing we always talk about. Strikers in particular coming over to Serie A from another league, unless you're Romelu Lukaku, it takes you a good season to get acclimated to the league, the tactics, the the culture, the language, and all that other stuff. And then usually you see these guys thriving by season two. You can say that about Jekyll. You can say that about you know a handful of other guys. And I think that Osman has had that first season, spent much of it injured. He stays healthy this season, and I think that he leads Serie A in scoring. I'm going to put him at... Uh, 28 goals. I think 28 goals takes it down this year. Okay. Nima, how about you? I had uh, him as well. He's my okay. guy as well. Um, I, I I have him around 25, 26 goals. Okay. Something. I think Lautaro's going to – I think Ronaldo's going to be there, but I think I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to become Capo Canonieri, but I think uh, he'll be up there. Uh, and I think Shamurodov is going to score some 20 goals as well. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Richard. Yeah, interesting. Um, I I think Cheeto's going to be up there as well. I, I think he's uh, he's bound to have at least close to twenty goals season. I like the names that you guys have mentioned, but since uh, I want a little bit of diversity in this in this uh, chat here, I'm going to go with uh, CR7. I think uh, Ronaldo did it last year. He's just he's going to get twenty five plus goals. I think. I don't like the fact that it's under Allegri because Allegri tends to be more conservative and 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 doesn't he believes in the shape more than you know letting people go out and get their goals. So, but I think CR7 is going to get his as well. Probably a lot of penalties as well, right? Uh, but I, I'm going to go CR7. I'm gonna say 27 goals okay 28 27 25 nima and i have got awesome richard has got uh ronaldo way to way to way to way to way to go uh put yourself out there richard <laughs> that's what i do well you did la- <laughs> well last year you did with duvan zapata i did i did so. and i that, that failed miserably so i'm gonna go with something else this time all right His- <laughs> we don't these teams aren't finalized yet we don't have a the, the window hasn't closed yet but based on the way things are um, and based on how these clubs are currently structured, Richard, I'll start with you. Give me your top four and give me your bottom three. Okay. Um, yeah, because lots of things can happen between now and the end of Mercato. Um, I'll give you my bottom three first. Uh, I'm with Nima in terms of Spezia coming in dead last. I think 
EDF at Hellas is is a, is a shit show waiting to happen. So that they're 19th, and I'm gonna go Venezia at 18. Uh, I think I think Empoli just doing a little bit more this this transfer window than than Venezia, but I hope you know all three stay up. Um, this is difficult for me. Um, you know, in terms of the Mercato, and I'm probably you know on my own, maybe at least in this chat. Uh, in, t- in terms of the best so far, this Mercato, I think Roma and Milan are, have been the best so far in my eyes, and that could be very biased. Uh, but doesn't mean I'm making Roma in my top four. Uh, my top four, and this is very difficult for me, and this could change with you know a, a, a sign a signing of a, a player here and there. But my top four, um, number four at present, uh, I'm going to go. Whew, this is tough for me. Uh, Inter. I'm going to go Inter number four. Uh, number three, I am going to go Atalanta. Number two. I'm going to go Allegri and Juventus, and I'm going with the homer pick of Milan winning the, winning the Scudetto this year uh, with the additions that they've made and the consistency of some of the players they have. Oh, you really – yeah. Oh, now you're putting yourself out there. Okay. You've got uh, – you got to take off those red and black contacts. At least I <laughs> – and I'm a Milan supporter, <laughs> and I'm telling you that. So, <laughs> I got it right with Inter last year, right? So, I, you know, we'll see. All right, neat. Uh, well, that I guess we got that going for us, Nima. Uh, your top four and your bottom three, and I understand. And now, listen, we all once the Mercato closes, we all, yeah. all get to go on Twitter and change it. Thanks, once, thanks. I was yeah. gonna say because you know, I, yeah, I, not, I, think, I mean, usually I'm, I'm very conservative when it comes to the Mercato, but this year correct. I think a lot is gonna happen by deadline yep. day, like yeah, in all teams. So I think this is just this is basically as things are today, and as things are today, correct. I have Spezia dead last, Hellas 19th. And I have uh, Venezia uh, 18th. Um, I have Empoli as my surprise team of the season. Uh, I think they're going to do pretty well. Um, And I I think uh, Salernitana are going to end up around 15th, 16th place. Um, So, so yeah, I think two of the three make it. As for for the, um, the top four, as things are today, Juve champions, Inter second, uh, Atalanta third, Napoli fourth, um, Milan sixth, Roma fifth, Lazio seventh. But I mean, it won't be that many points separating. I, I mean, it's it's going to be tight. Very, it's going to be very tight. I, I, I don't think we'll see like last season where where in, where a team runs away with it. I, I think it's going to be between one and two is going to be somewhere like three, four points. Uh, I think between three. But the other place is going to be between six points, six, seven points. I think it's going to be tight as hell. Yep. All right. So my bottom three, um, I'm with you guys on Spezia. I've got them 20th. Um, just the, the second season syndrome. It's, it, it, it happens to teams. Uh, they'll be victim of that. Um, I have Salernitana 19th uh, and I have Empoli 18th. I think that I, I hear your points about Di Francesco and Hellas Verona. Um but much like the situation with Calgary last season where Di Francesco nearly screwed that up, uh, they got him out of there. They rescued it with Simplici. I could see Hellas Verona doing the same thing. And I think that they still have enough quality there to avoid that happening. Well, who do um, they bring in? Do they bring in Claudio Ranieri then? Or, like, who do they bring in? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, for me, I don't want to see Di Francesco in this, in this league anymore. No, like yeah, I'm no. done with him. I'm, I'm finished. Especially if he fails now, and don't bring him back. I no, I he... expected him to fit beautifully at Cali when he was appointed last season, and he just no. Know, I knew he was going to fail. He, like, this guy he is awful. Bet. 
he's yeah. awful. Like he's not a coach. He's 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 he's. I mean, if you look at what he did at Sassuolo, it's because Sassuolo is a well-run club and it's a good good had good players. At Roma, he did one good thing, which was that magical game against Barcelona, and then that's yep. it. Other than yep. that, it was just a complete shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 Cagliari was just Jesus. I think Semplici completely saved their asses, and I'm glad he was allowed to continue. Um, I think he deserves it, uh, and I'm yep. glad the Ballardini's at Genoa starting the season there. Yep. Um, and so I think that's good for them. Um, and one thing I do like about you know, just as a side note about Atalanta is, if they get rid of Duvan Zapata and he goes to Inter. I like the replacement being Andrea Belotti. And I like that they're going after Zapacosta to replace Hatebur, who's in mm-hmm. I mean, this mm-hmm. is, it just fits so well. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. <laughs> everything and, you do is right, it's just so right. They're so yeah. well run. Yeah. They're yep. so yeah. well run. Um, as as my sure. colleague on the Italian football podcast, Carlo, says, pound by pound, pound yep. for pound, the best best run club in the world. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable how well run they are. And, and I think yeah. Belotti there would just be insane. Nima, you and I have the same top four currently as things stand. Mine are, mine's a little different. I have Napoli fourth uh, under Spalletti. I have Inter third. Uh, I have Atalanta finishing second. And then I have I have Juve as my favorite to win the title. Yeah. Um, but your five, six, and seven is exactly the same as mine. I've got Roma sitting fifth right now, Milan sixth, Lazio seventh. Um, as I said earlier, I think the team that everybody should uh, keep close watch for is Fiorentina. Yes. Uh, I think yes. eighth, I think eighth, ninth is extremely realistic for how they're set up, for how they're yep. managed. I got them nice. Um, yep. And it will not stun me if they are, you know, fighting for whatever this conference uh, thing that UEFA invented uh, that they that they could possibly contend to be a part of that, and or maybe even snatch a Europa League place. If they do that, it would not surprise me. Now, all of this hinges again on. You better keep Vlaovic. Um, so uh, otherwise, you're suddenly having you're suddenly putting yourself into into making some reinforcements. So um, so Fiorentina is a team that I think you're going to watch out for. We've we've talked at length about Spezia and Hellas Verona and how they're going to really struggle this season. Um, I think Udinese is going to struggle a little bit this season. I had them on my notes as a team that's going to struggle. Silvestri solid. Uh, I rate Musso a little bit better. Um, They've, in my opinion, not adequately displaced Rodrigo De Paul. I don't think I'd, anyone expected them to, but with what's left there, uh, you could see them languishing around at the bottom. Um, and I worry about uh, consent. Will Sampdoria buy into Diversa as manager? Um, that's another one that I'm going to keep a close eye on here in the opening you know, in the opening weeks of the season. Uh, Diversa did great in his first stint at Parma, and then he left. And then Liverani completely screwed Parma up to the point where Diversa couldn't rescue it. Uh, and now he's getting the opportunity to replace Ranieri at Sampdoria. Um, that one is going to be one that, uh, you know, I'm going to keep a close eye on. How do how does Sampdoria respond uh, to his style, to how he wants to, to, how he wants to play? So... Um, so those are our top fours. Those are our bottom threes. We do get to change them once the uh, once the Mercato closes. It's totally based on how the squads are currently structured. And finally, what people really listen to us for these days, Nima, <laughs> <laughs> the world's most popular hashtag game, who won Kelcha Twitter? This is your first go at who won Kelcha Twitter, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll lead us off. Um, 
It was uh, at Ali Roversi on August 1st. Uh, this was the 100-meter <laughs> dash uh, that uh, Bukayo Saka couldn't win yeah. because Chiellini was pulling him back. So uh, That was really good. Yeah, that was, uh, that was clever on the part of Alessandra. So, uh, Richard, what's the next one? <laughs> All right. Uh, next one was obviously, you know, Lukaku leaving uh, for Chelsea. Uh, so Omar at Alessio Tackle says uh, he really trained with Child Nola for a week and said, fuck it, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> at <laughs> Stefchenko at Steph underscore Sartori. Breaking news. Inter will be selling half of this mural to Chelsea. No longer afford the rent on the wall. Graffiti art is still awaiting payment. Ibrahimovic has offered to pay for their half as long as Lukaku is replaced with Child that's good all right uh let's see let's see what oh here we go his <laughs> next one all right next one comes from at um at napoli napolisimo i can't even speak thank you thank you oh my god i'm just uh, too much beer oh right now the, the, the admin <laughs> of the juventus women account is leo benucci <laughs> We know what happened this 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 uh, summer oh with uh, the women's God. account, but uh, yeah, Lou Benucci. You see, you see what I like that account. I, the thing I like about that account is that he always gets the the point across, but he doesn't use that many words. Yeah, no, he <laughs> goes to town. Yep, completely on anyone and everyone, but he doesn't. But it's just so short and concise, and it's always <laughs> like whole laugh out loud, hold yourself, try not to pee your pants. Funny, like that yeah. is. That's that's hilarious. That's yeah. And the picture is great. I mean, it's just it's genius. It's absolutely genius. Uh, Favo oh. at Interphilly chimes in with uh, at EA Sports FIFA, a game between Bergamo Calcio and Latium. <laughs> Am I that? a joke to you? That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> oh, let me make sure I can read this. All right. Um, this is, comes from at Arsenal. Anoop says, uh, MFers want Juventus to sign Messi so Ronaldo and Messi can play together. Meanwhile, Juventus on the Locatelli deal <laughs> change. Rohit Rajiv at Karalista. Hakan goes to Inter and with a month, two of Inter's best players of Inter leave. Best thing he's done for Milan in four years. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. All right. So, uh, Toro season says that uh, Jesus, if you actually think we're in trouble, you have major problems. Uh, and then what is the original tweet? Let me see here. Let me go back. So original tweet was from, from at sites. Milan says, uh, Inter is in big trouble. Their fans must be gutted. They will win their first good in the first 10 plus years. And they most likely we have to force sell every blah, 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 blah. And says, Jesus, if you actually think we're in trouble, you have major problems. And then the guy just smiles. <laughs> oh, Napoli Sansoni, of course. He just smiles. Napoli, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sansoni. Uh, not bad, not bad. Napoli Sansoni. Is he, he, he's won once, hasn't he? He has, he has. He's gotten multiple efforts close, but. <laughs> All right, Alessio Tackle can't get up this hot contact. <laughs> he went to Inter and everyone ran away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, pick this on the champions. <laughs> the thing is, you know that he's going to score against Milan in the dark. He probably will. He probably will. He probably like, will. You, you, like, you know that, right? A like, goal and assist, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's going to. I don't think, I don't know if he's going to win or not. I mean, it's way too soon to speculate about the derby, but he's going to score. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to score in the derby. Like, the derby logic 
is that Ibrahimovic always scores on Inter, and someone of your old guys comes back and bites bites you in the ass. Yep. <laughs> that's, yep. just a, that's just a derby logic. Yep. Uh, so after all these moves to Inter, uh, Fede Nerazzurra says, uh, Gagliardini's happy to Inter too. Why don't you come and get him? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get rid of Bobby Gags, I guess. Bobby Gags. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is another one. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. All right. Uh, info for underscore Milanisti. Hakimi leaves Inter. Lukaku soon. Hakan Chalanova right now. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to play with me. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Let's see what we got here. Uh, this is this is more for our Montreal Inter fans. As Milan fans, we have found, been through this before. Nevertheless, we have never had an actual grocery store named after what is happening. Linter Marche. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, Tam Credi, Paul Mary, replying to uh, win underscore confidante. It's pretty self explanatory. Um, oh, uh, it's uh, <laughs> you've just died. The sixth photo in your phone gallery is what killed you. Go. It's inter <laughs> Inter's ownership. <laughs> uh. All right, let's see. This one comes from at uh, Arham FCB. It says, uh, bro, Mateo, man's playing games on his mom. <laughs> oh, that's too much. <laughs> Martino. What is man's playing games on his mom's phone? On his mom's phone while his dad is in tears. <laughs> <laughs> was that at the? Was that when Messi was saying goodbye to Barcelona? Yeah. This kid was just on the phone the whole time? Yeah, probably. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, at uh, BJ underscore Mac 19, uh, everyone who plays at Inter this season. <laughs> For those who couldn't hear, it says, hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> that's, that's on the, that's on, that's, that's up there. That's a contender. All right, this one comes from a, uh, uh, from Simone at Simos two nine says Juan Cuadrado highlights against Inter three to two. <laughs> just, well, well, this person gonna fall down right here. Cuadrado <laughs> just falls down, faking it. Oh my acting god! like someone touched him. <laughs> I love the cop just walking around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at uh, Napolitano. A uh, guy talking to a girl in the club. So after not qualifying for 2018 World Cup, everyone wrote us off. Then we go and absolutely destroy the group stage. And people told us we didn't face anyone good yet. So then we knock out Spain and Belgium and then beat England in Wembley. Anyway, my name's not <laughs> She's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so good. All right, let's see. Uh, that's you. Oh, here's another one. Let's see what we got here. Okay, uh, my fall plans is uh, winning the Scudetto with uh, like a Nesta back there and then the Delta variant. <laughs> Frenzy <laughs> and the bonsai. Oh, I got some Sean McIntosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Art mm. Morelli has done some damn good ones this week. Yes, as well, he has. On that. Yeah, okay. I, speaking I of the devil, speaking of the devil. Oh, and yeah, that's his first entry of the yeah. season. My plans, it's coming home. Delta variant. <laughs> Don't yeah, that made me laugh. The Donald Ruma save. Yeah, that uh, made me laugh. All right, uh, this one comes from uh, at finally case. My thought plans is uh, Mr. Tevez, the Delta variant, oh, <laughs> Matri. Alessandro Matri. <laughs> oh. right. That's it. That's it. And that's it. All right. 
Nima is our distinguished guest. We're going to give you the honor of picking the first uh, winner of Who Won Calcio Twitter of the season. Oh, it, I think it, it has to be Napoleon. Napoleon. No, Napoleon. So you can't Napoleon, either. Napoleonismo. Napoleonismo. <laughs> that was. That was. That was just. It was. <laughs> just... <laughs> All right. It's so wrong on so many levels, and that's why it's so funny. And he literally only used six words. To say. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so bad, and it's uh, so funny. It's so incredibly funny. Uh, I, I, it was between him and Alessio Thackle, the one the way you yeah, said about, yeah. about one way Lukaku trained one week with Salah. <laughs> fuck it, I'm done. Fuck it, I'm done. I like that one. I like yeah, that, that one. Is, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. No, those two, those two are, the, are objectively the two, the, the funniest two. Uh, hilarious. But they were all good. Yeah. They were really, I right. really like the Saka one as well, the guy you know, in, in the 100-meter dash one. It was really uh. fucking funny. Oh Jesus! Yeah, but the 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 admin of the Juventus women account. <laughs> oh, that guy is just too much, man. <laughs> oh mm. Jesus! Right, I'll oh. just tag all you guys in this retweet, and we should be set. Uh, so Napoleonismo is our first winner of the season for who won Calcio Twitter. <sighs> um, Pretty crying. We yeah, it, this is going to pro this might I mean since we started doing this this I, I expect who won culture Twitter to be insane pretty much every week. Oh so. yeah, it's going to be absolutely insane, and it's it's funny. It's really really funny. Um, oh. uh, that, that 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 yeah. I mean there 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 were there were some really good ones in there. Um, some of the heavy hitters didn't even participate. So I mean once they get started, oh my goodness. Oh gosh, uh, big show. Um, the, the uh, twins, the twins. Attorney, yes, Saturnian and uh, Parisnitch. None of them were on yeah. the board yet. Don't <laughs> we have yet to hear from them? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's he did uh, one. He did one. He invented a meme, he, like the one with the D'Ambrosio one. And then, did you see it? Like this week? I don't know if somebody. Oh no, I didn't see it. No, it, no. Was, it was. It was. Parisnitch did. Yeah. Um. It was just a. Uh, it was just a. Uh, you know the one with death goes into like. Oh yeah, I did. I did see that. I should have tagged that. Damn, you're right. Yeah, I did that, see that. that was that was. Uh, yeah. That's just him at his best. Um, yeah. Uncle Charmer's another one too, obviously. So. Yeah. yeah, the the one with the, the one he put today with Declan Rice. Uh, I mean that that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was scream laughing at that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god, that was so funny. No, no, this is. But I mean, it has to be culture Twitter. But yeah, no, no, no. There, there's going to be some good ones here. Um, you can. I'm just a little bit disappointed now that Art has a job because he's not going to be. You know, now that he's unemployed <laughs> anymore, it's not going to be as. The content is going to like. Be Maybe lacking. we can make some calls to his boss so that he gets fired and so he can do more. Or, huh? Yeah, or like he has like a four. <laughs> or he can if, if he can have like a four day weekend or something. There you go. There you uh, go. I think I think I think Art will still come around. Yeah, he, he's still Art. Yeah. He's still he's still Arturo. He's still Art. All right. Well, uh, with that, I think it's time we put a bow on this edition of Syria. Sit down, uh, Nima. Uh, you plugged at the beginning. If you want to plug again for our listeners, anything uh, you, you want to share with everyone here, uh, take it away. Well, I mean, um, if you want to follow us, uh, the Italian Football Podcast, at ItaFootPod on Twitter, uh, SempreInterCom, or .com, if you're an Inter fan. And if you want to follow me, at NimatavRWD. Thanks. Awesome. awesome. Uh, and uh, Richard, anything to plug this week? Yeah. Um, well, first, uh, I want to thank the um, Calcio Connection for having me on last week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We did a little Milan breakdown, talk about uh, the, the Mercato so far. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to plug uh, our merchandise. Uh, both I'm wearing it and Frank, you're wearing it as well. 
Uh, yeah, go to uh, teespring.com slash Syria. Sit down and grab some merchandise. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it'll help the, help the podcast out. You know, we'll, we'll re- redistribute all the money, anything we get towards the podcast. So, uh, yeah, definitely give that a look. And then, as always, you can follow me at our underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Awesome. Awesome. You can find me at FTC underscore 21. Um, Serie A sit down. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts. Gosh, I got to do that. I haven't done this in a couple months. SoundCloud. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find podcasts. You can find Serie A sit down uh, at Serie A sit down on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook as well. Are we on any other social media that I don't know about, Richard? TikTok, uh, Instagram. That's about, yeah. All right. We're just as long as we're not on Tinder. No promises. <laughs> you might be. That would be funny. If you were on Tinder, I would laugh a lot. I would, I would fucking laugh my ass off. You guys promoted the podcast on Tinder. Somebody's going to put a burner account of Serie A sit down on, tw- on Tinder now. That is hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. Well, I got the rest of the afternoon. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you Apologizing? Know. Yeah. So. Okay, so I'm at FTC underscore 21 on Twitter, by the way. You can follow me there. So um, buckle up. It's going to be a hell of a ride here uh, this season. The, the teams are stronger. The league is, you know, despite some of these, de- you know, the, the departures, the league is stronger. The quality the, the quality of football is going to be there. And, you know, to Nima's point, the Mercato here over the next couple of weeks, uh, I, we, haven't, we haven't heard the end of it. Um, so... Uh, it's going to be a great season. Going to be a great season uh, covering it. Looking forward to seeing how these teams come out next weekend. Um, and uh, Nima, thank you. Um, yes, thank always you. a pleasure. Always for, a pleasure for joining us. And we'll make sure the time between the fourth and fifth appearance uh, is a lot shorter. <laughs> so for sure, for uh, sure, and, and definitely get you maybe 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 get you on for a maybe get you on for a derby recap. Absolutely. Uh, depending on what your schedule allows or something, sure. you know, sure. something along those lines. Let me know. Let me know. Awesome. So with that, for Richard, for Nima, I'm Frank. As always, tell your paisans about us. Ciao.